hello everyone. Thank you for joining us today for the inaugural episode of the Real Steamy Podcast. I'm your host, Jarvis Hall, the director of the East Metro Steam Partnership. We are excited to be starting this podcast. Uh, we are trying to bring a lot of ears to the world of STEM and STEAM resources. And STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. For those that don't know, um, a lot of people right now, if you don't know, we're uh, recording this during the election day week uh, time. And as everybody's watching TV and looking at the boards and stuff and trying to do math and see how many votes are here and other stuff, it's amazing how much we, we see how math uh, science, engineering, technology, and arts really have a big impact on everything that we do every day. So uh, we're going to be doing a lot of really cool interviews, a lot of really cool discussions, uh, talking about these things, especially as it relates to East Multnomah County uh, in Oregon. So we're excited that our first guest, Asha, is going to be with us. She's here with us today. Uh, Asha Hello from the Gresham Area Chamber of Commerce. She is... The, I want to make sure I get your your title correct. You're a director of career. Is it career link learning? Yes, that's correct. Yes, career link learning. Uh, th- everybody, we're, we're going to give you a virtual uh, big round of applause. But thank you, Asha, for joining us today. And I appreciate the work that you do. And for those that don't know, we're gonna we're gonna introduce the work that you do. So <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jarvez. This is, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Podcasts are a lot of fun to record for me. So I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, and that's all we're going to do. We're going to sit back and have a conversation, talk about a lot of different things. You and I go uh, way back. I think we've known each other. Man, this, I think it might be 20 years now. Yeah, it's, it's dang close to 20 years. <laughs> hey, we're getting up there. We're getting up there. Because uh, uh, when we first met, uh, at GHS, go Gophers. Well, real. I didn't think we met that far back. I remember meeting you in college. Did we meet all the way back in high school? I think we met in high school. Oh my goodness. Met in high school, and then we we further met. So kind of remet. I don't think we like like you know when you when you know people, you see people in high school, but you don't know them. Know them. I think we we knew each other more at uh, at Oregon State. Yeah, uh, we, definitely we, at OSU. We got to, to know each other more there. And then uh, over the years, just in, in various things, we've been uh, connected. We've both been doing work in different areas in East County. And uh, well, well, first, let, let's just start off with, you know, let's just talk about you a little bit and and, and what this role is with the, with, with the chamber and, 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 and what, what work you've been doing as a result of this. Thanks. So um, again, my name is Asha Aiello. I'm the director of the Work uh, Work Ready or Director of Career Link Learning here at the Gresham Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, the position was created about a year and a half ago, the brainchild of Gresham Barlow School District, Centennial School District, Reynolds, the city of Gresham, and Mount Hood Community College at the time. And they thought, you know, we have a lot of great work being done in East County. Uh, we have a lot of really strong businesses in East County, but trying to get our kids to downtown, to Portland, to the transportation with, it's a pretty geographically large area and people don't think about it that way. You know, you hear Gresham and Troutdale and 
Fairview and then whatever all kind of looped into one. And, and that's, that's just really not the case, to be honest. It's, it's a pretty geographically diverse, geographically wide area. And so, you know, we're looking for opportunities to streamline not only the business introduction into the schools, but also for finding opportunities to show how strong East County is, keeping students out here in East County to work, to play, to invest in local business. And so they created this position so that businesses would have an advocate and schools would have an advocate and being, for lack of a better term, a facilitator and a, a broker of, hey, what's out there? What can we do? Knowing businesses have eight hours in their day or 10 hours or 12, depending on what you're working in. Um, and they only have a finite amount of time to dedicate to career fairs and job shadows and and you know internships and all kinds of stuff. It's really exciting work. Most of these businesses really have a strong heart for community, but just like any other business at the end of the day, more even so in COVID, you've got to make a profit. You have to pay your employees. You got to be able to pay insurance and taxes. And it's my job to help those businesses that have heart for community and want to work and introduce the next generation of workforce to their industries do so in a really friendly manner. Streamline their what I want to do into how I can do it and how I can do it in a way that's cost effective for me, my employees and my time. And so they decided to center that position at the chamber because the chamber lends legitimacy to that, right? It's not academia, it's not a nonprofit saying, we don't have a lot of resources, but we do have you know, time or we have, we're asking for this. It's literally one business to another saying, hey, I get it. Only so, so many hours in the day, I'd love you to participate. You've indicated interest in wanting to participate in our school system and education. Let's figure out a way to do that that's best for you. How do you do it that's best for you? How do we do this so that it makes sense Students have access to different things. And then we chose to focus for my first two years on uh, healthcare and construction to give me kind of a focus area. Of, you know, what am I exploring? A lot of construction out here, a lot of bond work being done on the schools um, and a lot of exciting things. So that's my focus for the first two years, getting a database off the ground so that we can all communicate with one another, making sure that we know, hey, this is what this business can do. The teachers have some place to go to look for these opportunities and it's centralized. Um, that's in process. In fact, we get trained on it in two weeks. So we've done about five, four or five work ready virtuals so far. We've all kind of switched to doing virtuals, webinars, um, you know, maker kits, uh, which is exciting about working with East Metro STEAM and their partnership. Um, they have a lot of tangible, I think I'd say Jarvez from our meeting yesterday, I was excited about the tangibility that we're East Metro and their partners are being able to help give their students. I can give them a lot of information, but again, I'm a broker, so it's I'm a facilitator, so it's my job to hook the schools up and the businesses together. It's their job to go out and take advantage of those opportunities. So I'll add a little bit about myself, unless you feel free to interrupt me at any time. Um, I've worked in workforce development since 2007, so um, 13 years. Most of the bulk of my career has been with at-risk or opportunity youth, uh, youth that were in transition for some reason, 16 to 24 years of age, and frankly, just kind of often adrift. They know they need something, but they don't have a lot of family structure or their um, homeless or they're, you know, just facing different challenges in their lives that to some extent a lot of people have faced and, and they need an extra helping hand. So that was the bulk of my career. I worked for Job Corps for five and a half years. I ran the Summer Works program and its companion program for Work Systems Inc. for three years at ERCO. And at that point, as much as I loved, I spent eight years of my career in uh, workforce development, you know, a little bit of a break and I had an opportunity to go work for Cabela's um, as their marketing manager and, and get a chance to run a pro staff team and look at big brand marketing and work with corporate and do plan micro seasons and do you know the retail side of things. And that, that was a huge boon to my career. It was just a huge, 
opportunity and, and a great learning curve. It showed me because at that point I had worked with nonprofits and smaller businesses for the bulk of my career, what it was like to work with a big brand, what you needed to do when it's you and then three layers of corporate. And it was just a great experience to know, you know, hey, things do can move slowly at other other at bigger businesses or it can move faster. There's an opportunity where, you know, when you need an answer, sometimes you have to go to three people and that's okay. It's just, it is what it is. Um, and then I was, I worked for a timber industry for about a, or association for a year and a half, which was great to see again in that big business, private business, and then decided to come back and work in East County. I've got a passion for the work out here. I think it's important. Our students are diverse and fascinating and, and it's important that they see people that look like them doing the jobs that they want to do and being exposed to the jobs that, you know, if anything from an accountant to an engineer to a pretty much anything that they think they want to do. I want to see people, I want them to see people that look like them doing those jobs and hearing about how they can get into it. Yeah, that is, that is definitely very important. And I, and I think that's one way we've always stayed connected is, is the the passion for that work in particular in East County, uh, because of some of my prior work, um, it, we, we always seem to run into each other, no matter what area we were at, because we were both doing those kind of things for East County. So when, when, when you were at, uh, at, at Job Corps, we were connected on some things that I was doing with these Metro Economic Alliance. Uh, same as when you were um, over at at ERCO when I was doing some things for uh, the Small Business Development Center. So it seems like no matter where we went and we were doing things, we all we, we've had this uh, passion for for this type of work and for the area in East County is definitely special uh, to to both of us. Uh, what I did want to uh, want to pick up on a couple of things, and we'll circle around to a few different topics. What I thought was really interesting about your position is, um, even though it's housed at the the, the chamber, it, it it's not just a chamber position. It is actually uh, funded by multiple entities, including uh, uh, Gresham Barlow School District, Reynolds School District, uh, East Metro Steam Partnership, Malheur Community College, and I believe some others. Uh, to really recognize that um, that each of these entities tended to be working in silos. So you had your, your education folks and they would hang out with education people. And then the business people would hang out with the business people. And education would say, hey, business isn't telling us well, what we need to be teaching students so that they can be competitive in these jobs. And then business was saying, hey, you guys aren't sending us qualified people. So we have to go find them elsewhere. So there was always this kind of, everybody was kind of playing in their own pool, so to speak. And I think your position was was really designed to help bridge uh, bridge those two areas, so people can kind of play together and and talk to get together and really begin working with each other before we even get the students involved. Is that is that accurate? To, is that an accurate Absolutely. assessment of that? Absolutely. It's actually one of the reasons that I was tasked with creating um, or connecting with a database system, so that you know, again, we don't want one more login, right? But inevitably there comes a point where you have to say like, hey, we need a point to connect. And so it was, you know, as I'm finding opportunities, as they're sharing opportunities with me within the education system, we're eliminating that, you know, triple work, double work, you know, quadruple. And, you know, Boeing is huge, right? But Boeing also probably gets 30 calls, you know, at any given time asking them to, oh, can you come speak to our students? Or can you do a tour or, you know, can you do these things? And it's Boeing only has so many hours in the day for their community relations specialists. And so, you know, they were working to some extent in silos and this was position was designed to say, you know, what can we do regionally? What can we do for the East County region that 
lets us have opportunities, especially if certain places have opportunities that are available to others, but nobody knows that because only they've only been working with Reynolds. Like, oh, I'd love to work with Gresham Barlow and Centennial, but they didn't know anybody. And again, you know, sometimes it's hard to navigate both systems and they're not going to just call somebody and say, hey, I, I, you know, if you kids want to come out here, have at it. So it's an attempt to, to do that. And it is, it's very fascinating. It's done differently in Albany. The businesses came and said, we need qualified workers. This time they said, we want to create qualified workers. We want to create skills that students need in the East County area to be successful out here. So let's let's put somebody in place that can help them gain those skills by exposing them to careers, by helping provide those opportunities for students to connect. Yeah, I mean, even, I mean, of course we have a, a very strong uh, I don't like to call them small business community. I like to call them local business because they're they're, they're not small. But right. oftentimes people are surprised in East County by even some of our, our larger uh, industry partners. You know, you have your Boeings, you have your microchips, you have your uh, you have your uh, on semiconductors. Yeah, you, you have uh, uh, Subaru. You know, you, you have some big players out here. So it's not just, you know, your, you know, and there's nothing wrong with any of our local businesses at all, uh, but we we have a really good mix of of large businesses and small businesses, and as well as uh, we have a lot of manufacturing out here. As a matter of fact, uh, we had discussed in one of our partnership meetings, and when she refers to some of our meetings, we have partnership meetings for those that are involved with these Metro Steam partnership. And Asha was at our most recent one on Wednesday, and we discussed the initiative around uh, hashtag We Make Things. And it's something that I believe Gresham Chamber is going to be jumping on board with us on and trying to really make sure people know how much manufacturing goes on in East Monoma County. You want to talk about that a little bit and how we may be seeing some of the involvement around that initiative? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I need to kind of like get that all worked out with my boss for sure. But she absolutely says she loves the idea. So, um, we're, so are, we, are, we, are we breaking news out here? No, we're a little bit of breaking podcast? news. I, Is this, I, on I, the real thing, we are. I got to, I got to, I got to put on my, my I got to put on my big J journalism hat. Do I have to go to, do I have to cut it to Wolf Blitzer and, uh, and and, and, <laughs> and get a projection on the, on, on the big board? Is that what Yeah. So I have, we got to work out the details, but um, essentially mm-hmm. I know that, for instance, um, Hugh Architecture um, is really excited to talk about, uh, you know, they're trying to get more visibility in the community. And they are an architecture firm, female-owned, and they they just do some really cool, like, unique things. They do both commercial and residential. And so I'm definitely going to be approaching them and some of the others about, hey, this is how you can, you know, this is how you can engage with that. It's a simple hashtag, Instagram. Um, you can use it on Facebook. I know it's something I'll be adding to my signature and just a way to, to, you know, quick video, like, Hey, we make things out in East County, whether it's on semi, whether it's Boeing, it could be, we make things at Hope's Bakery or Tanny's Bakery, right? Hope's Bake Shop. You know, we make things in East County and that's exciting. Um, it's not going to be perfect for every business, but it's a way to really throw a blanket over a lot of the unique and fun things we do out here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited for it. We are, we are breaking news. So we're, where it's not the, the count hasn't officially been done, but we are projecting that this is the the, <laughs> the hashtag that is going to be a part of theme going going forward this year at the these Metro Steam Partnership and, and other businesses with the with the Gresham Area Chamber. But real quick, I want to talk about just how important it is to get students connected. I know you did some work with uh, 
with with uh, Springdale Job Corps, correct? Correct. And and uh, how important was it? You know, and and, and those were what some term at risk youth. I prefer the term that you used earlier, opportunity youth. Uh, but how many of them really? Because I, I I work with some of those students, and it's amazing how once they once they believed that they could 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 be doing something, or once they believed that the work that they were doing was leading to a career and that career was something that they could support their family on and buy homes and make money off of. Like it, it really changed their whole outlook. They were, uh, they seemed to be more willing to go to school, more willing to, to be engaged in classes, more willing to engage in uh, the, the, the community around business and entity, depending on what their uh, chosen field was. Uh, can you speak to the importance of, of, of having businesses connected and how, that could help students uh, engage in their education. Yeah, so my one of my favorite stories, and, and it, it's a little off the topic, but I'll, I think you'll understand, is I was driving, um, I was for, responsible for service learning when I was at Job Corps, but, which essentially meant volunteering. And the student, I'd taken the students to volunteer, even though it was a bit of a haul at the, the Rose Festival building floats every year, because it was, it was just fun, right? Like you were in service of, of this, but at the same time, sometimes they just deserve to have a good time while they were volunteering. And on the way back, the student's sitting next to me in the front seat, and I'm driving one of those big, awesome 14 passenger vans, which I you can't convince me anybody needs to drive. And she says, um, "Yeah, I was working next to this this guy today. We were putting you know roses on this float, and we were talking. And she's like, I was having a really good time, and you know he's funny. And I said, Oh, that sounds amazing. She's like, Yeah. She goes, And then I found out he was a lawyer. I was like, Well, that's cool. Did you ask him anything about that? She's like, no, I'm like, she goes, and I got kind of nervous. I said, well, you know, why, why would you be nervous? And she's like, nobody had ever talked to me like I was a person before. Wow. I mean, this is, I want to say we're a good 15 year, excuse me, 12 years later. And I, I still get chills every time I hear that. This, this opportunity youth, nobody had ever taken the opportunity to talk to her like an adult. Like she was responsible for making her own decisions that she could make her own decisions. And that was a service learning side of it. It seeing students connect with something. It was, it, you know, can literally be life-changing. And it's, you know, we can hold hands and, and sing songs for all we want. But truthfully, students deserve to know that at any point, you know, they matter, but more so that they can do what they want to do. Now, that's going to take some work, right? You know, if you want to be yeah. an apprentice in construction, or if you want to be an engineer or an accountant, or you want to do, you know, you want to open your own retail shop, all of those things are cool. But sometimes us getting out of the way to let them just talk to people that actually do it is a big game changer, you know, because the person that's doing it, I remember we had a woman that ran a clothing shop and I believe she was um, from the continent of Africa, but I couldn't tell you what specific country. And I'm sorry for that. And she had um, her region specific clothing and it was very colorful and very unique. And students loved working there because it taught them a variety of things. They had to learn how to merchandise, work with customers. Um, she shared things, you know, like her budget and her travels and how she sourced her clothing. And they loved working there. I mean, it was hard to pry them out there. Did they all want to go into retail? No, but they learned some really essential skills. And it really, to me, took took off when you see these students say, oh, you mean I don't have to always go to college or that math class I'm taking really will matter. And here's why. When you show them, you know, my, my friend Earl Frederick, who's a, a chef at the he's the, a culinary instructor at the McClaskey Institute in uh, Clark College. 
I mean, you know, he shared a story with me, which actually on my webpage, greshamchamber.org slash work ready. He shares a story about when he got into culinary because, you know, he was kind of wandering along a path and an instructor pulled him aside. And, you know, when he got interested in culinary, he realized it was stuff he did with his grandma on the weekends. They'd shuck beans, they'd do, you know, different things. And for him, it just turned a key. He was like, oh, well, I do that on the weekends anyway. I, I could definitely try this out. Right. And a lot for that's that's the key for a lot of students is simply I do that on the week. I'm already interested in that. I already like to draw. I already like to play around with design on the computer. I already like to X, Y, Z. And all of a sudden they realize they can make a career out of it because someone that has taken an interest in them is like, yeah, absolutely. It's going to take some work, but let me tell you why. And they have a connection to it. They feel like they can make the decisions that will enable them to move forward. Yeah, that is amazing. And you did a seamless plug in there, which is fantastic because I'm due for a quick read because today's episode is sponsored by the Gresham Area Chamber of Commerce uh, Work Ready program. The Work Ready program is designed to integrate industry leaders to the K-12 education. Business representatives will expose and engage youth to real-world projects and hands-on opportunities producing well-rounded local future workforce of enthusiastic adults. Learn more by going to greshamchamber.org slash work ready. That's greshamchamber.org slash work ready. Uh, want to make sure to get that read in there. So, uh, but but that 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 really is amazing. And part of that story that you that you told really hit me. Uh, I had been uh, had been reading a book, which is a really good book. It's called Fortuitous Encounters. Wisdom Stories for Learning and Growth. Uh, it's written by, uh, it was edited by Paul Davis and uh, Dr. Larry Spears. It is a, a very interesting book, which, which talks about how we've all experienced moments in our lives, where as a person, our place, our thing that caused us to change our lives in a more positive direction. And we never know when those fortuitous meetings and encounters will happen, and they often stick with us. So that moment that that lawyer had with that young lady really changed. He might not, he, he probably can, may not even remember it to this day, but that really changed that person's trajectory. I know for myself, uh, I have an MBA. And one of the reasons why I do have a, an MBA was because I was at a basketball camp, an SEI basketball camp uh, back when I was in middle school. And one of the speakers they brought in uh, was a, was a guy who he called himself Dr. J. He wasn't the actual Julius Irving, <laughs> but he would call him. He was a, he was a doctor, uh, and he, but his name started with J. So he went by Dr. J and uh, he, he came in and he said, Hey, you're more likely to have an MBA than go to the NBA, which of course, all of us in middle school thought we were going to the NBA at that time. Uh, every single one of us, but that's when I first, started to get in my mind that, hey, maybe I could do some things in education. And it, all it took was somebody to be there to have that conversation. A lot of times, folks, uh, young people, uh, you know, we, we, we tell them, especially our, our, our students of color, that math is too hard or science is too hard or that stuff is for somebody else. Uh, when oftentimes, uh, even if they don't always see a person of color in those roles, but the fact that somebody in that role or at that business or at that company can say, hey, yeah, this is this is what I do. 
you could do something like this too. Uh, that that goes a long way. I think uh, I think it really does, and uh, and especially for our, our students of color. Then in East County, we are one of the most uh, diverse areas in the state, uh, both from uh, uh, economic perspective as well as uh, racially, as well as uh, I think we speak uh, the most languages per square feet in in the in the state. So uh, uh, this kind of stuff really matters and being able to connect people with business and with educators and with students so that students get those things. I'm sure uh, on some of those uh, some of those calls and things that you're setting up, uh, what's been some of the feedback from some of the students that, that, that they've given you uh, about some I of have, those opportunities? I haven't had a ton of feedback. I know that the, the teachers have told me this too, they've been very well received. I haven't had a ton of questions and a ton of feedback. And I think that's a great next step for me to seek is maybe doing a quick eval with my teachers and say, you know, what are you hearing from the students? Cause that's really important. Um, so thank you for that. I do know um, a couple of the ones I've done Metro East web Academy has said, you know, please keep these up. It's a great kind of, I do mine very much like a podcast. Um, it's a webinar, but it's conversational. So I lead them down the questions of, you know, why did you choose this? How did you get into it? What opportunities are available? And then what skills and attributes make you successful? So I, I like to focus less on the specifics of like, I did this and then I did this, but more of a, you know, if I were a student looking to get into this, what would I do now? What, what can I do today to help myself? Who do I ask? Who do I talk to? And, uh, and, and I think the eval part of that for me, for as a, you know, someone putting on these things is, is very important, but I wanted to kind of share since she said the MBA, NBA, NBA thing. Um, I was a junior, senior in high school, and, and one of the ways I got through high school I was very interested in science. I wasn't naturally good at it; I just was fascinated by it. So I joined the science club because that is definitely what all kid, like like all the cool kids did. Okay. And okay. Um, as a person of color, I was the only person of color um, in my school. <laughs> Actually, I was raised in a really tiny Southern Oregon town. Um, and I, I was doing a fairly difficult project in, I believe it was my senior year of high school. And I was trying to explain, this guy came up to me and he said, he was a judge. I was at the state science, I was a state science and engineering fair. I was presenting my project and this guy come up, came up and he said, look, I have no idea what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> like, uh, okay. And he goes, I need you to break this. I'm a computer scientist. I can tell you things about software, hardware. He's like, I don't know. I was doing mine focused in microbiology. He's like, can you give this to me in basic English? And I managed to give it to him. It will explain my project. Um, I ended up actually being winning um, and going to the International Science and Engineering Fair. But the important part, he kept in contact with me through high school and into college. And I can, I know his name. I think I still have his emails. I'm not sure that he would ever remember me, but him keeping in contact, it showed me that I was not just a person of value, but had something intellectually to offer the world. Um, you know, here I was, this wow. little tiny town, town of 2000, graduating class of 60, you know, first person in my uh, family to go to college, you know, that that matters. And when you have someone that looks at you and says like, hey, you have something to offer, like that might not be fully formed yet, but man, you have some good ideas. That's That's so key. Um, and I just, more than anything, I think that's why you and I, like you said earlier, our, our work keeps dovetailing because we're both committed to this idea of like, you know, you matter and you, you might not know what you want to do with the rest of your life, but you definitely deserve the chance to figure it out. And we're here to help you give you that space to do so. And a, and a lot of people don't understand uh, how much some of that stuff 
matters. Uh, I know uh, we, we, we love to, uh, I think sometimes we get nostalgic about the past in our, our country and our side, you know, everything was always great when we were younger, you know, and then all this new stuff, like, you know, Oh, I can't believe this stuff is happening in hip hop. You know, I'm like, did you listen to hip hop in the, in the nineties? You know, right. People are upset with Cardi B. I'm like, did you listen to Snoop Dogg and the dog pound in 92? Like, I'm pretty sure they said some wild stuff back then, but uh, you know, a lot of people seem to, to think that only that, that racial stuff just kind of came up. Uh, that, that that equity uh, concerns or different things just never happened before. We were all good, you know. Barack was president, so that meant there was the end of racism, and there was nothing else uh, like that at all. Uh, but you know that that it only happened in the last. Few, it, it is not that. There's a lot of of, of things, especially when you're growing up in uh, 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 in a place where a lot of people don't look like you, and it means a lot when somebody can reach out to you and and at the very least empathize with your experience and just let you know that they understand uh but uh and i and is it fair for me to say that is that is one of the reasons why you're you're so passionate about this work is because you know how it feels to be that 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 person that may be one out of whatever i remember my first class at, at oregon state uh, those 400 people and I walked in and I was the only uh, black student in the class. And there was, it, it, it was nothing racial. I'm not trying to say anybody was trying to do anything or anything like that, but it was just, when you walk in that room and there's 400 people all looking at you, and you're just like, man, like, what is this? Uh, and, 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 it, and it just, and there's a, there's a lot there that isn't, that doesn't even have to be spoken. Uh and there's so many students that just feel a lot of times that, man, I'm not even supposed to be, you know, you go to that science fair, you know, they don't want you to go to the science fair. They want you to, like I said, I was at the basketball camp. They want you to go to the basketball camp. Yeah, go, go, go over there and play basketball. Don't come over here to the science stuff. I remember I did a mock trial in high school and it was like, ah, you sure you want to be over here? You're an athlete. You don't, you know, yeah, this is where I want to be at. Uh, I was kind of bold like that, but not all students are as bold as I am, as you can tell. I'm a, I'm a little out there. Uh, but could you describe that a little bit? Just kind of how a lot of students just feel like, especially with some of this, the STEM things, that they just feel that other people think that they're not supposed to be there and how important it is to bring our businesses in to, to let them know that, yes, you do belong here and we do appreciate you and we do want your experience. Science is seen, I think, a lot of times, whether it's technology, engineering, math, it seems it seems so cut and dry and boring. <laughs> um, and I don't I don't believe that we always do. I remember my physics class in high school. I, had, I just had the best mentor. I was very lucky. I had a, an amazing mentor in high school. Um, and, and our science class, you have to be taught by that mentor. Like we were on our stomachs on the floor, which, you know, now that I'm thinking back, like in terms of like, I look at the, the COVID lens and I'm like, I don't know how we were all weren't dead of some disease or another. Um, but we, you know, we're on our stomachs on the floor watching slinkies because that's the way he could describe physics to us. And, and we have so many wonderful teachers out there that, that, will, that will teach you, show you different things, but you don't know what you don't know. And it's really scary what you don't know. And and science and technology, they can feel scary because it feels like there's a lot to them. And they, you don't know where to start. So some like 15-year-old kid, if you feel a little bit silly asking it or you don't see a lot of other people asking 
those questions are even really encouraging you to be there because you, you know, like you said, oh, I've been, you know, oh, you're an athlete. Do you want to be here? Well, yeah, I'm interested in this, that it's okay to have those interests. It's okay to love sports. I mean, gosh, I'm a huge football and hockey fan, but you know, that's not an arena that <laughs> most women are, you know, when I hear like, oh, you like sports, it's like, oh, you like sports, right? And I'm like, no, 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 let's talk about, you know, the defensive back, you know, defensive end, JJ Watt of Houston Texans, or let's talk about, you know, like people playing both sides of the ball or like, you know, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the yeah. Russian five and hockey. Like it's, you know, feeling like that and knowing kind of where, and then the, the other thing I that- I do that think JJ Watt wants that in Texas. Uh, I, there's no way he did. There's no way he does it. And by the way, I had to, I saw a meme the other day that said, "Don't talk to me about DK Metcalf until you've talked until you've seen the meme of Calvin Johnson being guarded by like two different guys at once, uh, just straight <laughs> off the line. Like let's let's still you know Calvin Johnson matters. But um, well, the other thing is you know I grew up with good mentors. I was lucky even in that small town. But you know even at Oregon State, man, when you I walked into that first class, I'm glad somebody prepared me because I'm like, who? What? I don't even have. I don't, how do I ask a question? How do I access office hours? And that was in college, where both of us were in college at that point, so we had some skills. But I can't imagine trying to access those things in high school, where people hadn't told me it's okay. And it was exciting to see um, the Rockwood Library and their makerspace and the kits that they're handing out because I thought, what a great way to show students they can use. You know, you can start with using Play-Doh and like you know fuzzy pipe cleaners. <laughs> to like start modeling things and start getting interested in science and all of a sudden it's very tangible but the the thing I was going to mention that you and I had talked about initially when we were doing this podcast the other the other way that I had to learn this lesson the hard way was I hunt and I fish and and you can imagine there's not a lot of whole lot of people that look like you or I in the field um and it was a whole learning curve and I became very passionate about that when I was at Cabela as I led and, uh, new hunter programs and and, and, and and just one moment i want you to finish that story but i did forget that we are on a podcast so no one can actually see us so if you don't know us uh, i myself True. am african-american so i'm so i'm dark most people who see me are like duh but yes <laughs> i'm african-american so i am not uh white or european-american or <laughs> or uh, uh, mel- melanin deficient, if you will. Uh, I'm African American, and then Asha, if 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 you want to share yours with everyone, I, I never like to speak for anybody. So, absolutely, thank you. It's a very good reminder. Um, yes, I am not white. There's a I sound. I was raised here in the United States. Um, again, like I said, in a small town, but I was adopted from India when I was a small child. So I am a. Uh, East Indian. I, I think that's still the correct term. I'm so sorry. I, I think it's changed. I'm not sure, but I am from Calcutta, India. Um, so I'm, I'm of again not melanin deficient, <laughs> and also a person in a female color. Um, but I, I hunt and I fish, and it was you know growing up, it was tackling some of those things of what can I do or what I'm interested in, and how do I get you know through that. But then same thing with hunting and fishing. I had to ask a lot of questions. I had to be reliant on a people, a whole lot of people that didn't look like me. <laughs> um, it made me a lot more compassionate and a lot more interested in teaching new people, um, showing them that it's totally okay to not know. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be insecure. It's okay to just not have any clue what you're doing as long as you try and keep moving forward. And I think weirdly, I just realized that theme through my entire career is really that, right? Like even in my off time, like tomorrow I'm going, I'm waking up at two o'clock in the morning so I can drive down to Klatske and I to help a bunch of new women hunt, uh, waterfowl hunt. 
because I'm an experienced waterfowl hunter. So that's a first for me. I'm very excited. I've taken other new people hunting this first time where I'll be one of the hunt captains on Delta Waterfowl's women's hunt tomorrow. And so again, teaching people that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be insecure. And this is a space where you're welcome. And I know a lot of people don't look like you and a lot of people may not talk like you, but like, I think one key thing you said, Jarvez, was that it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that looks like you, talks like you, but it's somebody that's willing to listen right? It, you know, if that business is there, they're willing to listen to you and let you ask the questions and say, Hey man, I totally understand. I was exactly like you. I had no idea what I was doing. And here I am today. Yeah. And that, that there's, there's just so much that, that happens with that. That was one of the reasons how I ended up at Oregon state was uh, there used to be a, a black college conference uh, that would, that would happen at, in Portland every year. And, uh, I, I went to that and I was excited about going to an HBCU. I was going to leave Oregon. I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Because every 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 high school student is always just, they think the coolest thing in the world is to leave home, and like take over the world. Like, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, uh, but I happened to stop by the Oregon State room. And it was a white guy from, from the, in the, uh, who, who was in the admissions area. He said, Jarvez, look, I'll be honest with you. We don't got a lot of black people. Uh, but we'll support you the entire way. And him being honest with me and being direct with me and welcoming me with, with open arms is one of the reasons why I went to Oregon State. And it is amazing that uh, there's just so many times where, where, where we see kids that it's not just, and I, and, I, and I never like to talk about the overt kind of racist stuff or even the overt sexist stuff, but there's always different things in our communities, whether it's with our families, whether it's with schools and counselors uh, that that uh, encourage people to do stuff a little different or try to try to keep people in a certain place. So, you know, when, when, they, when they talk to you about football and, oh, 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 you know, the little kind of pat you on the head. Oh, that's oh, that's cute. Young lady. That's to try to keep you in some kind of place. You're like, no, let's let, let's talk about what J, what J.J. Watt is doing, which he. I think it's going to be either released or traded at the end of the season, but that's besides the point. You know, when 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 they when you say yes, you you hunt, you fish, and they're you know, oh, that's cute. You got some little waiters or something. You know, where's your where's your husband at? Does he let you let you do this stuff? And you're like, no, this is what I'm doing, and I'm teaching other women how to do this. It says you can't stop me from doing this stuff, and it takes people like that, and that's why I always committed you because even when we did things at, at Oregon State, you were. You were always out there in front, and say, "Hey, I'm 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 going to be a piece of this, and y'all going to have to deal with it uh, one way or another." And I think that that is such a a, a blessing to a lot of our uh, uh, people out in East County because there's a lot of young women that are looking to you and like, "Man, I can do some of these things. I don't have to do what everyone else is doing because they say I'm 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 Latina, so I can't do X, or because I'm black, I can't do this, or because I'm a woman, I can't do this." You can come out and do these things uh, even in areas that may not be traditionally uh, diverse. You can, you, you, and you can, you can be successful in those things. So that's one thing I, I always wanted to uh, commend you on. And I appreciate that you're doing that. And I appreciate you being one to, to share your story with us. You were telling me about hunting stuff. I, my idea of camping is in a cabin with, with heat, and, and everything else where everybody makes fun of me for my glamping. Uh, so they don't let me into the full uh, camping club just yet. Uh, 
but I've always appreciated you've been open and direct and and that you'd be willing to to be vulnerable and share your experiences. I know we've had a lot of offline conversations just about how how things are and and sometimes people view that as complaining or different things, but it's really about just just understanding folks' perspective. And I think we need a lot more empathy in the world. And I think we'd be in a, a better place. There's another book I want to make a plug for, Crucial Connections, Tools for, for Talking When Stakes Are High, is a, is a really good book for, for folks to read when they want to have some of those uncomfortable conversations. Because sometimes they don't want to talk about, hey, we only have one woman on the staff. Hey, we don't have any people of color on the staff. How do we have those conversations? And a lot of times it starts with being open and honest about what situations that you have, what problems that you have, and then talk about, hey, how can we get this better? And I think that was really great about when the school districts and the chamber got together, they were saying, hey, we have students that are that are not being connected to the job area. We have some really good students. They're here. Business of saying, hey, we need people to, to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And to create that synergy at a higher level makes it a lot easier for students to walk into their counseling office and say, hey, man, you know, I, I, I really have a passion for baking. And then, hey, we got this bakery right here in Gresham. You don't have to move or, or go to the Le Cordon Bleu in, in France or one of those things. Hey, you could, why don't you come talk to the baker right here and they can let you know uh, what, what this is all about. And I think for me, I got some of those connections when I was younger. And that actually stopped me from pursuing some fields that I maybe didn't want to be in uh, because I had those conversations and had those connections and being able to see a day in the life of somebody. And I, I, I thought that was was real interesting. So when we so we're so this weekend is, is, is the hunt. Is it you said waterfowl is the hunt? Yeah. So we'll be we'll be hunting sea ducks um, and diver ducks. Uh, so sea ducks are. Um, some of the more colorful ones, so like a, a white wing scoter, which is like, it looks black, but it's got white wings and it's got some cool markings and stuff. Um, they're called bluebills or scalp, lesser scalp. Um, and so it's just a specific name. So we hunt both uh, puddle ducks and what they call puddle ducks are like di- um, mallards, widgeon, you know, the ducks you kind of see around here. And then some that are kind of specific to the lower Columbia Gorge and we hunt out the Klapskin eyes. So that's this weekend. I have to get up very early. <laughs> but well, it's as been- a beaver, you know, I'm always supporting going on a duck hunt. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't know how to hunt, but if you break back the old Nintendo uh, from uh, you break out the old Nintendo from like '87 with Duck Hunt, I was I was I was up there. I was a, I was I was a champion on that. No, I was an adult. What they call an adult onset hunter. So um, I didn't like even play with that much as a kid. I didn't, my family didn't have anything against it. We just didn't hunt, and I was an adult onset hunter. So um, my but you did work of- at you did work at Cabela's. I don't think they let you work. Isn't that like a requirement as for for uh, for professional development? Like you like you gotta go hunting or something? Actually, funny you should say that. I, I went sturgeon fishing for my first time um, with catch and release with uh, Cabela's. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely did. I did before I, I was at Cabela's. I've only hunted for about ten years now. Um, so it it was a you know to some extent yes it was a requirement at that time but that you like at least need their products but uh, I didn't I didn't start hunting until I was you know my late twenties and so it was a, a big learning curve I wanted to touch on something that um, you were talking about when it's like you know talking about personal connections I think the, the one of the things it's it's twofold for me when it comes to personal connections and the way that I've been structuring my virtuals I'm having conversations with people rather than being like and they do this. 
and this is what a day in the life of is, and this is what this is, because I want students to be empowered to do exactly what you just said, Jarvis. Walk into a bakery and be able to feel comfortable asking questions or talk to their teacher and the teacher to say, here's somebody in our local community. You don't have to get on a bus and ride an hour downtown. You don't have to get on the max. You don't have to spend extra time. You can do this literally within a 15, 20 minute period. Bop on over there, do an informational interview, bop right on back. And all of a sudden you've got something. And yeah, I was the same way. I spent two weeks in Houston, Galveston area when I was 16. And I found it. I very much did not want to be a doctor. <laughs> um, but I had a chance to shadow PTs and different place people in my community. And that's that's one of the reasons I'm so invested in doing it out here is regardless of, of you know what you look like or what they look like and, and difficult conversations, pushing that all out of the way to say, hey, I'm interested in what you do. And at the very basic core having students be able to make connections like that to decide what they do and most importantly what they don't want to do is really what gets me motivated to do this. Yeah, this is and and that is that is great. That is, that is a great point. And we want our students we have great students out in East County. We really do. We really have some some really great students and we have some great businesses. And there's oftentimes there's there's just that artificial barrier, whatever it may be. Uh, that, that, that doesn't bring people together. And that's why I appreciate your work and support your work uh, because you're, you're breaking down those invisible silos. There's no reason why our businesses can't be connected. There's, there's no reason why, why uh, and, I, and I think there was some, some questions about this at one of our, our last meetings around uh, professionals of color was just, just being able to reach out and touch and talk to somebody that's really doing that stuff real life. It really does have such an impact on people, especially on young people, uh, because they don't, they don't they don't always want to take that boring uh, what they might think is a boring science class, or they might not get the uh, the, uh, the the teacher with, with the slinky. I know for my first science class, I thought I was going to be on uh, CSI or uh, forensic <laughs> files, and I thought I was going to do that until I learned I couldn't differentiate the fingerprints from one another. So I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be a crime scene investigator because <laughs> I can't I can't figure out which the difference between these uh, fingerprints. So I don't know uh, which is which. Uh, but it takes those kind of experience. It takes, you know, being in shop and, and, and being in auto shop to know, hey, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I don't. Uh, being in photography, uh, you know, you don't just wake up and think I'm going to be an architect. No, it takes steps to go through that. To, to be an architect. If you, if you want to be in construction, you can't just wake up and, and start being a carpenter. Like you have, there, there's steps that you got to go through and, and helping students understand that, hey, there's steps, there's work, but on the other side, this is what your you know life can look like and this is what things can be. I think it's really important for students and I really appreciate uh, the hard work, uh, the commitment that the chamber has been on this, but, but that alliance and partnership uh, between our, our school districts, Mount Hood Community College, and the chamber uh, to, to really help support and undergird the work that you're doing. Um, any any other things you want people to know? You have any events or anything coming up that you that you want to plug? Yeah, uh, it's not until I've got a newsletter. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter again at greshamchamber.org slash workready. Um, I send it out, I would say two to three times a month. It's not long. It's usually linked stuff. So, you know, hey, our virtual events are here. Um, I do have, got a front of event, right, calendar. Um, 
a couple events coming up. Uh, we're scheduling some stuff for November, but December I have uh, benchmark physical therapy. Um, we'll, we'll talk about healthcare, healthcare overall, physical therapy, and then we're going to do one with the Subaru Distribution Center here in Gresham. It's an 800,000 square foot facility, and the guy that runs the facility, um, Mr. Paul Artem, and two members of his team are going to come on and talk about a little bit what what they do there. There's some stuff they can and can't talk about, but more importantly, what it takes to be a good employee. He and I had a great conversation about what it takes to be a good employee, it doesn't matter what your age. Um, and that it really intrigued me as to, you know, whether you're 14 and have a work permit and you're just needing a part-time job in a restaurant, which is when I started working, to getting out of high school and realizing, oh my gosh, now I have to pay for my own bills. What makes a good employee? What what makes people trainable? Um, you know, if you show up every day with a smile raring to go, is that enough? Or, or do you need some other skills on top of that? And how can you pursue those? And so I'm really excited about both of those. Um, working with a few other organizations um, within the chamber. And again, to your point, out of the chamber, I happen to be based at the chamber, but I'm not paid for by the chamber. So I can reach out to both um, chamber and non-chamber businesses, working with some exciting stuff uh, with some of our board members, but uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see a name like Boeing in there pretty soon. So really excited about that coming up. And um, and yeah, thank you so much for the time and for our, I always enjoy conversations with you, Jarvez, on or offline. Um, and I'm so thankful for the committed work, that how committed you are to East Metro STEAM. And I just, I, if I haven't told you before, I think you're the perfect person to, to helm East Metro STEAM uh, into the future. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being here. Uh, another announcement uh, that we had to release from the, uh, both from the chamber as, as well as uh, uh, from a, a coke announcement from the from the chamber and from Greater Portland Inc. The uh, Element Six are actually Lightbox Jewelry, uh, who recently built a ninety-four million dollar manufacturing uh, facility in Gresham is complete. So we are uh, we are a go for lab-grown diamonds that are being created in Gresham. Uh, so uh, I think there's more information about that on the uh, either the Chamber website or from Greater Portland Inch website. Uh, they they work together to help recruit and bring uh, bring Element Six, are also known as Lab uh, Lightbox Jewelry, out to Gresham. Um, uh, the news release went out on October 29th, so this past week. So it's really exciting. It's a really cool facility, uh, 7.64 acres out at the Gresham Vista business park so it's really exciting some great uh work that they're doing with uh r&d and with manufacturing so please take a look at that uh we're, we're working on maybe having someone from them be on the show uh here soon yeah that will be it for everybody thank you very much for joining us today um we appreciate asha for being here and we thank gresham area chamber of commerce this has been the real steamy podcast I'm your host, Jarvez Hall, and until next time, keep it real steamy.